Welcome to the Business of Buildings podcast, where passionate professionals in the building industry share knowledge and perspectives to inspire positive change in the places we live. In this episode, Jim Malik is here to share his perspectives on wellness and quality as it relates to the supply chain in the HVAC industry. Jim is the director of Ductus, which supplies pre-insulated duckboard product in the HVAC market. Let's listen in. Yes, I'm on, Jeff. Oh, hey, Jim. How are you? Good. How are you? Yeah, good, man. That works well. Good. Yeah, amazing, these apps. Yeah. Just click right in. So How are you doing? Just, yeah, good. So this just works now. It starts recording and yeah, everything's off. Leave it, leave it alone and it all starts working, yeah? Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. Fantastic. You know, I always try to... I, um, a year ago, we did some podcasts. I would record them and then I have to go download them on my computer and edit them and... Yeah. I'm like it, it ended up becoming too onerous, so I'd always stop doing them because yeah. it became more of a chore than enjoying. I just enjoy the talking bit. So that this app is called Anchor, which just records, and then you can do intros. It's fantastic. Okay. Well, anyway, well, I thought probably let's just um just to discuss what you do um and give us a bit of a background on Ductus. Okay. Just so All we right. can we can go from that. So Ductus, as many people pronounce it, um, it's actually pronounced Ductus. Um, it's a Ductus. yeah, it's a Latin word for ducting, really, um, and that, that's the whole premises of what we do. We want to supply uh, a duct that's acceptable in the market, uh, not only set a benchmark on where the um, ducting should be. Um, and a lot of people don't really see ducts and they don't, they forget about it and they don't understand it too much, but it's a crucial part of the, the system, uh, the HVAC system in the, in the building, make sure there's yep. no leakage. It's firm. It performs thermally correctly. There's no turbulence, um, within the, the system itself and, and it's energy efficient. Um, we, we, I've been doing, um, insulation in my previous life, um, for about 20 years. And uh, this, this system, uh, what we're bringing into Australia, um, it incorporates insulation and the duct all in one uh, application rather than having two separate applications where we've been, you know, the traditional method where you've got sheet metal and uh, a fibrous product wrapped around it and we've been doing this way for years. But there's a lot of, uh, I suppose, um, uh, shortfalls with that method. Um, you know, there's nothing yeah. really changed for a long time. So we're trying to change the system here in Australia. Well, we find we specify your duckboard product, and it, it you have mechanical contractors there. They're they're on duck shops, and they tend to want to keep doing things the way they have been. Yeah. They don't look at the benefits. It's lighter weight. It's easier to to put up. It's well, that's right. It, it performs better. Well, the there's other products that we've looked at with you. Obviously, we haven't specified them as of yet. We haven't had any. We looked at applications with the antimicrobial lining. Yes, of ductwork. But first, on that, let me just. The one I always I've been using it of late, especially with this post-COVID light a scenario we have, mm. that to try to get the the public or general understanding of what we offer in a building, they don't really see it. But what we do is provide the lungs of a building. Right. So exactly. if I, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. I just found this up on Wikipedia. Each lung has a tube called a bronchus. Right. That connects to the trachea. Yeah. The trachea and bronchi are airways for an ups, They form an upside down Y in your chest. This Y is often referred to as the bronchial tree. The bronchi branch off into smaller bronchi, even smaller tubes. The duct is a tube. So it's, it's ironic that we provide the lungs of the building, but they don't see it. And that your product is what's delivering that air around the space. 
Exactly. I mean, that's a great analogy or great way of putting it. But, um, you know, it is yeah. a crucial part of the building, there's no doubt. Um, but again, like you said, mate, there's not many people are thinking about this part of it. So what is the benefits of antimicrobial? Well, tell us what the... So the, what, the, what does the lining consist of, and then what, when, when would you use that so type of duct product? So we've teamed up with a company called ALP out of Italy. Okay, they they invented lightweight, what we call pre-insulated lightweight duct systems, and they have um, they're far ahead of anyone else in the competition uh, globally. So we we search the globe, finding trying to find the best uh, product in the world to bring here to Australia. And the, they have three different systems. They have the ALP system, which is the everyday use, which we use indoors and outdoors. And then we have the ALP round, which is a, a proper, a true round duct. And then they have yeah. what you're talking about, um, the ALP active system, which is an antimicrobial full system, full-blown system. So everything in the, um, in the duct system will be um, uh, treated with this, um, what they call um, an ALP, the ALP active or... Um, the Zoolite, um, Alp Zoolite solution, okay? And this mm -hmm. Zoolite is a, basically a carrier of silver particles or silver nanos, and those um, those exchange um, uh, the ions, uh, silver ions, with the um, pathogen, which destroys, mm -hmm. those, destroys those pathogens. And this is a tried and true system. They've been using this kind of technology for, uh, since the 12th century, from my, my understanding. Um, they, yeah. they used it. Um, they used to try use it to cure people back then, but also it wasn't uh, the right way. They also killed people. Um, but mm -hmm. now we've been able to understand how to use it within the system office to, uh, like I said, uh, exchange those ions and destroy those pathogens in the air system itself. So key applications would be laboratories, health hospitals. Yeah, absolutely, laboratories. Right? In, in, in Europe, um, in some states of Europe, it's actually mandatory now to use that product in um, operating mm -hmm. theaters. Um, mm -hmm. And they do use it um, uh, anywhere where there's a congregation of people, so uh, cinemas or theatres, they, um, you know, um, uh, aged care facilities, um, all that sort of stuff. A high, high certification. From my experience, I had a job, a job recently. I won't name it, but we were asked to do an audit of existing ductwork in a theatre, and the ductwork is above ceiling, above eight meter high, and there's no access to it, right? So, yeah, the ductwork is about maybe 15 years old. Foil-faced, internally lined, it, that that degrades over time, right? Depending on how well it's maintained, right? It, absolutely. So yeah. you have a lot of this ductwork that's hidden out of view, office buildings, apartments that is just falling apart, and then particles start falling off from that internal lining, that foil-faced lining. Well, yeah, yeah, and right. then it gets introduced into the airstream. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a lot of these products that are being used, um, they're great for insulation. Okay, like what we call bulk insulation products. They're all open cell structure. And so what happens yeah. is that these open cell structures, over time, they will degrade. They will absorb um, moisture, the condensation. They can start mm. swelling and they start degrading and they start falling apart. And like you said, rightly, you'll start getting these um, these going back into the system itself and contaminating the whole um, building. Um, yeah. So it, it is a consideration. It is something that we need to move on from. I mean, technology has advanced so much in so many different facets of life. But it seems like in the HVAC, some, some parts of it just remains stagnant. It's true. I mean, if you, again, go back to the analogy with our lungs, our, you breathe through, they say breathe through your nose, you get more oxygen, your nose will filter the air coming into your lungs. Right. Your body's continually renewing and cleansing and purging and, and filtering that air daily, minute by minute. Exactly. But in a building, you might have ductwork that's 25 years old that hasn't been touched. And you know as well as I do, like I've seen it. I've seen new installs and then five years from then, 
even if you've done the perfect mechanical design, if it's over, I think by the airport, you'll see um, black residue mm. coming out of the diffusers. Uh, diffuser. It's coming from the, yeah, that's right. I have a habit now. Every so who's going to go into that ductwork and clean it? Yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I, exactly. It's, it's a real issue. I mean, I, I have a real bad habit now, but since I've been in this industry, I, every time I'm walking into a building, I'm looking up at all the vents and, you know, yeah, only we would notice that. Yeah, 70% <laughs> of the time you're, you're seeing this black residue building up around the vents and, uh, and, you think, and everyone forgets about it. No one really checks it. No one looks at it. I know there's conditions in the Australian standards that, you know, you mm. need to go back and clean these systems. But uh, if it's done, I, um, you know, one out of 10 times, I'd, I'd be uh, pretty surprised. Well, even on exhaust systems, you go into toilets, you'll see egg crates that have just lint built up. Yeah. Yeah. On a, you know, new even fairly new buildings, and you're like, who the who's going to clean that ever? No, that's right. Never. Uh, it really worries you. I mean, the, the amount of pathogens that would be flying around in those systems, it it'd be really concerned to get that tested. Well, we this just gives me an with John Croft. You know, he you're a, he supplies your product here in WA. That's right. We've had a talk with him. He pro approached me because we were looking at doing some case study work for uh, these projects up north, these houses. Right. Yep. Um, where they were experiencing mold issues in the houses. Yep. Now, I won't go into the technical, but the pack, they had package units serving into the house, and it's a very moist environment. Yeah. They were just running the units 24-7. But what happened was mold was growing everywhere, and they would spend like 50 grand a year. They would pretty much go into the house and just spend money to kind of try to remove the mold. Yeah. Which you can't really remove it, but no. they wouldn't solve the problem. No. Which is, well, the design. That's right. And then I think John was trying to pitch to them with his duty of care, like this duck product can actually help you. Yeah, well, stop them but, all the growing. That's right. It, it kills that, that pathogen. So you're not going to have that issue happening. As long as, you can, of course, you know, you still need to maintain systems and you need to keep mm. try to keep them clean. But this this is going to stop any of that occurring. But I bring that up because let's talk like supply chain. Well, I'm trying to get, I'll get to a point here in a second, but. You have a great product that has certain applications that will help an occupant or an end user for a building. Yep. You're trying to pitch the product to either a consultant or um, a contractor to use it yeah. for the best interest of the project. Yeah. You're trying to get it into the country. That's You're right. competing with other suppliers that have other product that may not be equivalent yeah. performance wise. They might be cheaper. Well, this... so it's, it's the same. That That's the struggle we face in the industry, isn't it? It's the, um, there's, yeah, so many, you... there's so many issues. I mean, you, you touched on a few right there, but I mean, everything from um, bringing a product in from, um, you know, from another place. We, ours comes out of Italy, okay, so it's a European product. Um, we've yeah. got, we're so close to China here, so we're bringing Chinese product all the time, not us particularly, but Australia is constantly bringing Chinese products. Um, there's yeah. a, lot, a, a big lack of knowledge, like we mentioned earlier, about what ducts do and how they perform and how they construct it. So people assume just because it's a square sort of box that that's all they need to put together and they'll get something that looks like it wherever it may be manufactured and they uh, put yeah. it into the system. But they don't consider things like the pressure requirements, the leakage requirements, the thermal ability of the product, the, the product's ability to um, withstand fire is another one. I mean... Uh, the closed or open cell structure, which we touched on earlier, also, you know, a lot of these products they're chemically 
um, the chemically induced products are made by man. And so therefore they have a chemical structure and everyone needs, uh, the, the manufacturer has a certain um, recipe on yeah. how to make these. And, you know, if that recipe is incorrect, uh, you start getting open cell structures. These products, they go in high humid areas like like up north, what we spoke about earlier, or swimming pool yeah. environment. And, you know, they'll start absorbing water. They can start swelling up. They start falling apart. And Australia has really got a standard written around um, these types of products at the moment. So it's a lot. Of, no, they don't. There's no. it's a lot available. You the, don't, the, quality is hard to ab- determine. Absolutely. It? And it's given the product a bad name in Australia. We've seen the product fail, uh, products that look like ours fail, and people associate mm. those products being the same thing, but it's not. And this is the biggest problem we have here in Australia. And it's all about cut, cost saving, um, cutting costs and cutting corners. Um, the word discernment's coming to mind to discern which which product is is right. more suitable for an application. Right. When yeah. it's it, to use the term lazy, that's not appropriate. It, there's another word for it, but you yeah. kind of stick yeah. to what you know. Contractors and will have their subbies that go in and want to install ductwork. Yeah. That's what they're. And when a contractor's pricing a job, they they know how many hours they need. They know what their rates are going to be. Well, I, I remember a- back in the day when the ductboard came in it was hard for them to price and they didn't have a lot of time to get the tender out. So they would just go back, revert to what they know. Yeah. Well, and they would make excuses for not excuses. They would say, Oh, that duck board can be damaged easily or they make up yeah. reasons why they don't want to use it. Yeah. We, it's not valid. We get it all the time. We've got a job up North. Funny. You said, mentioned this right now up North in, um, 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 uh, Queensland and the the product was uh, specified ALP okay uh, by the consultant yeah. I won't say which consultant they've specified it it's a uh, large uh, recreational area where they have a swimming pool so it's going to be high moisture there's going to be um, uh, a chemical um, uh, reaction with the chlorine environment and all that sort of stuff we have to be mindful of the, all that now this job was um, specified over a year ago it was tendered a year ago it was tendered between us and another a good product that's available in Australia, Australia that has all the standards on it. Um, but the yeah. manufacturer, the fabricator, the person that actually puts the duct together didn't understand, doesn't understand how to put the duct together. And it wasn't trained. And it wasn't trained at all. So it, uh, one of, one of oh. the fabricators, one of the tenders that put it out wasn't trained, didn't understand it. So with the competitor's product, they put it at a price and it didn't have all the, uh, all the correct reinforcements, all the corners, all the, uh, all the correct, gunking on it everything that needs to put the ductwork together and it was really um, they really underpriced now these people since then have gone out of business because they've been doing the wrong thing for about two or three years so they've gone out of business mm. you know the contractor has this cheaper price of course that's what he's gone for he had um, our product and the alternative the alternative was at a cheaper price because it wasn't done correctly now the job, mm-hmm. job's ready to go ahead he's won the project and of course he's under he's, uh, he's way over budget yeah, so he's already losing. Yeah, so before now, he starts, and now he's complaining, he's calling us, saying, "Can we do something?" Of course, we, you know we've done the best we can for, for him right from the start, and now he's going mm-hmm. to shop this product around and try to find an alternative source. And he's coming across all these um, uh, non uh, these products that don't meet so the standards. And yeah, he's got a real the integrity of this. The integrity of the supply chain needs mm-hmm. to be maintained. Right. So that that this goes. We talked about this before. It goes all the way back to the beginning, of the design phase. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the engineers involved engage with the architect or builder, developer, you start briefing, designing. And then as an engineer, it's our duty of care to provide, like you come to us, you share with us what's available and we have to be able to digest it and recommend it right. to suit the project. 
we specify it, yeah, it should be held on its own merit when it's specified. Right. A lot of times it isn't. So I'll get calls all the time. I had one the other day saying, oh, yeah, can we use King's this? Oh, I don't want a name, but can we use this alternate? Mm. And, and they're rushing to get a tender out. Um, or they might put in an alternate without even telling you. Yeah. The integrity of what we specify in our, because we're, we're a supplier of engineering services, yeah. should flow through. Yeah. yeah. And then I, I say that for a reason, not because we want to hold to our design, but because it protects everyone down the line. Right. It saves you from all the hassle. It saves that builder from making a mistake and quoting the wrong project pro, uh, product and then losing money. Well, and then what happened, what you just described is what happens a lot, mm. not just with duck, but with everything. Mm. There are shortcuts that are made because they're already losing. Yeah. And they have to find money somewhere else. Yeah. Yes. Uh, right. That's a, that's yeah. a good one. Actually, that what you just mentioned there, um, we, we get it all the time, you know, uh, they, they're trying to, they've got a product that's uh, been engineered. So the engineer like yourself understands the system requirements. They've chosen the right product to fit that system requirement. And then the contractor goes and tries to change it because of cost savings or whatever else they want to need. They think yeah. they might get away with, but the, yeah. there's considerations that they haven't done because they're not they're not the engineer. They they haven't researched the product. All they're doing is but trying to get something. The catch to this though is they take on that risk. Mm. It's at their own it's at their own risk or detriment. Right. Potentially. Yeah. You know, eight times out of ten, probably not a problem. But it's if if that's the mentality, they are going to get burned. Mm. Yeah. And that's what's been happening. Yeah. Just one. I, I talked to Roz yesterday, who he, uh, supplier of supplier of Cosair. He used to supply the ALP product. He um, has a connection with Europe. Okay. And he, he mentioned something. What 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 about what's the fire rating? Um, for and if, do you have any? Can you explain that for the ALP product here? For for Australian requirements. For Australian requirements, okay. yeah. So can it be used as a fire rated duct? Uh, no, not not, not for, for firewall application. No. So fire rating, uh, yeah. usually what they're referring to is something like a, a one hour or two hour fire. Um, ability to withstand fire from transferring from one side to another side. Um, these yeah. products are generally, uh, there's only, from my understanding, two products that are available. That's a rock wall and fiberglass products, okay? Um, and yeah. these products do not burn, okay? Um, and they will not allow that fire transfer. And they have to be quite a high density too. It's just not everyday rock wall that you use in your, you know, your ceiling. Or pro, a pro mat board would yeah. do the same. Right, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah. with our uh, with our product, it, it is a, like I said, it's a polyurethane. It has a fire retardancy within the product itself, um, and that's the same mm -hmm. goes with phenolics or PIRs. Okay, they they're full of fire retardancy products, good products. Okay, um, and they will um, they they will not uh, continue to burn once the flame is taken away from it. And that's the difference between a, a FR rating and a, um, a fifteen thirty part three, which is Australian standard for. Uh, spread of flame okay so that's yeah. where we meet and that's what the australian standards require then there's also the ul 181 part 11 that's part of the australian requirements also again that's a flame propagation at a certain angle and they test for all that and that they're, they're the australian requirements in duct work just uh, just a question that just came to mind actual supply now given this covid situation mm. but and the exchange rate swinging wildly as well. Yeah. Uh, how has how has that affected you? Oh, that's being able to bring the product in from Italy. Uh, absolutely. That's a, that, is there a delay? That, well, no, we haven't had any, too many delays. I mean, Australia's been hit hard, Jeff. We, I mean, especially over here on the um, east coast here, we've got the bushfires happen, and then from, straight from the yeah, bushfires, we went to the the COVID nineteen situation. So we, we've we've really been struggling uh, since December, really. 
2019. Mm. Um, so we, we had, a, there's no doubt we've been affected by all that, um, especially the first uh, three or four months. But um, things seem to be picking up. Um, that three or four months being affected has also, I suppose, given us a little bit of breathing space with what's going on over in Europe, being a European product, particularly in Italy. Um, you know, we, we didn't need to really bring too much product into the country. Um, and so we, we really haven't been affected in that in that manner. Most hey, what's of, the town in Italy for ALP? What's the city? It's actually in Bergamo, Bergamo where, uh, the, where the epicenter of this COVID-19 situation has occurred. Oh, really? Yeah. No way. Yeah, so it's been uh, Interesting. very, uh, yeah, very trying times. Um, but... Well, I was told they had a lot of Chinese workers. Is that is that true, or is that just media news, fake news? Oh, look, from, in in that town. Yeah, they did. They, a lot they, of... they, they, um, I know definitely. Um, I've been talking to the manufacturers over there, and they were. Yeah. Um, there was a big project, from my understanding, that was recently awarded to a Chinese uh, company, and they believe that's where it all started with this. Uh, how they imported this COVID nineteen over there, and why why it got oh, out of wow. control. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Wow. Mm. So, but one of the yeah. benefits, because I mentioned earlier, um, a lot of the hospitals had this um, Alpha Active in um, a lot of the operating theaters. They were very, um, uh, they had a bit of confidence in their um, in the hospitals uh, because of the way they were built. So that one of the big benefits they had uh, that, that they felt over there was that they, they construct the hospitals correctly, even though they were in flux with a lot of people. Mm. Mm. That's an interesting question. So let's let's relate to okay. So on a square meter rate, the ALP Active would be a premium because it's a it's a unique product, right? Yeah, absolutely. Twenty percent. I don't know. Yeah. So how do you put a value on wellness? Yeah, that's a good, right? that's, that's a hard one. Is value on wellness? I don't know. Because I I'm working on this project in North Perth. It's quite. I didn't actually think it was going to go ahead, but the developer, she's brilliant. She's kind of. I told her she's leading the market with apartments. Um, the, I knew the budget would be much higher than she had planned, but she's going for it. I'm really impressed by her this is, ability to continue. This we respect her product. No, this is in the city here. Okay, okay. It's a, it's, we're using a, it's like a passive house concept. We respect your, your, your product, your duck board, so don't, you should be able to get in on that one. Nice, thank you. But, um, yeah, she she was mindful of the wellness of the, those others that are going to buy the other, other apartments. There's six apartments. She's going to live in one, right. and she was concerned with. She's heard about a lot of issues with mold, and mm. and uh, she had a. She was conscious to know that when she sells these other units, she wants to make sure she's doing the right thing. Yeah. So she's willing to put more money up to do it. That's a, that's a unique scenario. Yeah, I, was, I was just the majority say, of the time. Yeah. I, I wish I'd hear I hear more stories like that. But that's an owner builder being. Um, being proactive there and doing the right thing, aren't they? Uh, that, that's not usually the situation. I mean, that what happens is that no. these builders, they will hire a company to um, project manage the whole situation for them at a budget that uh, the project manager... But a design and construct. Yeah, yeah, and they've given them... DNC. And they've wanted it on a, on a pricing. So, you know, they don't care what the end situation is as long as it sort of looks pretty um, and then they walk mm. away from it and that's it. That's where it ends with them. Um, there's a time factor to that too, right? Because a lot of them, they're asked to price by builder very quickly. Yeah. I've seen it all the time now. They might just work off rates before even being able to design it properly. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's not anyone's fault. It's just the nature of the system right now where everything's in, a, it's such a hurry to get a DNC signed up that engineering can't be done properly. Yeah. And then 
you're already compromised because you've already locked in a budget. It's kind of been guessed. It's like it's just like a gamble. Mm. I don't know, dollar square meter rate. Yeah. Throw at it. And then you have to try to work within that budget that you've created that may or may not be right. Yeah. And more likely it's going to be wrong because you want if you won the job, guess what? You want you probably want it because you're the cheapest. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, it's all too common. So then the the value on um yeah, the value on wellness, that's an interesting one. I can we could take that any number of different ways. Well, yeah. If it, if it's your own your own son or daughter, your own grandmother, your own mother living in an apartment right. building that hasn't been set up properly, mm. and they don't know what ductwork is behind the ceilings, they don't know how it's been set up. No. no. They don't even know if their their immune system's been compromised by the layout of the design. Yeah. But if you if you were to know, would you pay a premium for it? You probably would. Yeah, absolutely. With the, I mean, help, I, with the help of your family. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I don't know if this is correlates, but you know, where I'm living at the moment in uh, Melbourne, this was one of the first areas in Australia to have optic fiber, for example. And I knew that um, internet was going to be an important part for my requirement in um, my life, and so we paid a premium for the area because that's what we knew we were going to get to get get into this yeah. area and it's sort of same sort of thing if you understand that your life uh, your your well-being um you know just the comfort of being living in, in a certain type of property and it's done correctly are you going to pay extra for that i, I think people would if they understood that um and, and not just that yeah. even with office spaces uh, we're doing a building at the moment in um, new south wales quite a large building and the designer there was very mindful of the um, the air that was going into that building, where the people would be sitting, workers would be sitting underneath the, underneath certain vents, and how much air was coming out of that vent, and was it going to disturb them? Was it going to be temperature differences between the person sitting next to them and another person on on their left hand side? You know what I mean? Um, so all yeah. these factors, and the the owner of the building was very mindful because he had some high end tenants going in there. I think it was Telstra might have been op- occupying part of that building, quite a large part, and they're very mindful mm. of their of their workers. So all that played a big part on the design and the kind of duct that they selected to be used in that building. Yeah, I think the key to this is education, mm. right? What you don't know. You just, it's out of your, your circle. It's out of your realm of understanding. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of ironic. I find this COVID situation just a bit of ironic because we, in mechanical, you know it as well as I do that those that really know what we do are mechanical suppliers, engineers, contractors, but everyone else just kind of plays it like a black magic or yeah. I don't know what that is. Yeah. I don't need to understand, that's, but it's, it's important. I tell project managers all the time. It's important for you to know. That's a funny Because you need to be able to, to interrogate, work out that you are getting the best solution. Yeah. Because um, COVID right now, people, there's a fear out there because you don't know what it is and you don't, you can't see it. Right. Right. Air is much the same, isn't it? Air provides thermal comfort. It also provides air quality. Yeah. Uh, you know, <clears throat> it. <clears throat> I found it ironic. Our kids are back to school now. Yep. So we have, kids. I think my kids go to a private school. We have to drop off. No parents are allowed on campus no. now. Yeah. So we, we go drive up. We, I'm going to go pick them up at three. We drive through, pick them up. We can't get out of the car. Yeah. It's the same in the morning. You drive and you drop them off. Yeah. So we, right. we, even though we might be carrying something, we could give the kids and the kids will then well, spread that's it. right. In that yeah. school, the kids go to the, the classrooms where they don't have any fresh yeah. air. Yeah. So they're all sitting there in this closed box, mm-hmm. breathing on each other with no fresh air. On top of each other. 
and then they come back and pop in the parents' car, and then there you go. Yeah. It, it's a strange <laughs> one. Now. We haven't experienced it. Next week, our first boy starts back to school, and we're interested to see how all this is going to work. But like you said, that we, we're going to be doing the drop-off and pick-up. Don't get out of the car. Don't get to go to the school unless it's really necessary. And, um, you know, just keep your distance. And uh, this COVID-19 has really showed us what, what, um, uh, what how systems really need to be, be able to accommodate for, um, you know, a mass of people being in one place or gathering of people being in one place uh, indoors and how we um, distribute yeah. that air correctly, for sure. I mean, there's whole studies written about this also, but... Um, like if one of the things you said earlier was black magic. Um, I, I hear that I hear that yeah. term all the time in this industry, uh, particularly with the air movement yeah. and um, um, acoustics within the duct itself. Uh, it's a it's a whole yeah. um, unknown really, and we still don't understand it uh, to a degree, which makes it difficult. But the fundamentals are not no. that hard. They're they're not that difficult no. to to understand. Yeah. Yeah, it's a... well, as as I mentioned, I mean, there's whole books written, and Ashray does a great job um, about how these uh, systems need to go together, and what is expected out of a system. And Australia's starting to catch up. Uh, for example, in the last, I think, what seven years now, they uh, released what mm-hmm. um, uh, what they expect a sheet metal system. Uh, for example, how much leakage they get out of a standard sheet metal system and then how much leakage they get out of a, uh, a flexible duct system, for example, and what that correlates to in energy okay. savings and so on, and how that, the air is distributed within the building itself and the pressurized, the pressure of the building itself also is uh, all compromised during because of these two different systems and what they're trying to achieve Australia, in Australia also and how to go about doing that. So there is a lot of studies done about it, for sure. But still, uh, still, I think um, there's a lot of people that don't understand it. Yeah, when I was trained, like back in the day, it's always the fundamentals. You maintain a, if it's an office space, you make sure it's at least ten percent positively pressurized. Mm. Right. You know, as an envelope, so you're not having unconditioned, untreated outside air just being leaked into yeah. a building. It needs to go through the mechanical system, so it's treated and filtered properly. Yeah. Um, and it's pressurized. Like, treat, think of the, the space like a balloon. You want it to blow, go out, yeah. not in. Yeah. You want it to be positive, That's not right. negative. It's the same with a duct system. You don't want to lose, because with a duct system, you have behind it, you have either you know fan coil units, chillers, compressors. You have all that energy going into creating that. Ultimately, it's there to create conditioned mm-hmm. air, and then it's delivered by the duct mm-hmm. system. So the duct system should should not be leaking. You've paid all that. Put all that effort and money into creating yeah, it. Yeah, you want it to. Don't lose. You, don't lose it. You, you, you it need to get it to a certain to point A, point B, point C, and you don't want it to be compromised on the way to getting to those points because that's where it needs to be distributed correctly. <laughs> and it, it's a. Uh, not only does it um, get the air or the pressurized the, the pressure of the building correctly and the air of the building correctly, but you're also then you know reducing the cost of operation of the whole building too, uh, if you're doing it correctly. But if if you're not, um, there's a lot of lost money there for sure. Yeah. And then, and then it goes on to um, things like you know the green environment and the ecosystem. Uh, you know all that gets incorporated into the system itself. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. that's right. And, yep. and you, I know. I, I was listening or, to one of your uh, pre- previous podcasts. So I know you touch on wellness also, but in air, is a air-conditioned space. Wellness is a big part of it too. Uh, the comfort of the people working mm. in these areas too, 
Um, if they're not, if they're not, Definitely. if they're sitting in front of a lot of these guys sitting in front of computers, you know, six, seven hours a day. And um, if they're not, mm. um, if they're cold or they're not feeling, um, or they're too hot at their desks, they're not going to be performing as well. Mm. And they start getting, you start seeing levels of stress. I think there's been whole, again, whole studies done around that. And that's why these condition spaces are, um, um, uh, I suppose, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, there's certain levels, yeah, necessary, they're, they're necessary, right? Yeah, the necessary targets. Well, that, that's yeah. that's true. That's very true. Like I find even like I'm I'm working from home now. I've got my computer here. If I'm too cold, I mm. can't focus. If I feel the radiant energy from the walls, it's the, the brickwork is too cold. If I'm too hot, I can't focus. It's the same thing with an office space. Now, when it's forty degrees outside and it's hot and dry, and you go walk to your office, your house, and then you, you have it cranked down to 22 inside, that's actually not good for your physiology. Yeah. It's, it's been proven. You're, you're immune. It's a shock to the body. Your body's like, oh, i got to go from 40 to yeah. 22? That actually puts a lot of pressure on your immune system and your body to get you down to that, that core temperature, which is not, it's not a healthy yeah, but thing. But we pay a lot of energy to get you down to 22 degrees as opposed to relaxing it to take it should be no it should be about a 12 degree or 10 degree difference not a 20 you should get relaxed at the 27 yeah. there's a significant energy savings available yeah. and then you're going to dress accordingly right if right. it's 40 degrees outside yeah. you're pay, unless you're in melbourne because everyone <laughs> wears ties there <laughs> and we never know what the temperature is <laughs> going to be Perth. from one day to the other <laughs> yeah that's true melbourne's a unique scenario you can't really yeah. design around that <laughs> but here in perth you just wear a polo shirt and yeah. dress accordingly you don't no, need it 22 Hey. and you're going to be healthier in that space yeah but it's not people aren't mindful mm. of that and when the, the covid scenario here in australia most people get they had to be forced to go home and work from yeah. home um homes aren't set up with fresh air unless you have the window open they're not designed that way they don't have uh, a replacement of the the air that no. you're breathing. And that's uh, how, how long have they been doing that for now, Jeff? The the um because I know that's also been recently added into the Australian standard of how much fresh air comes into a building compared to how much is recycled through the conditioning system itself. I I can't remember the ratio. That's that's yeah. been around for ages. It's been around for ages. But the yeah. ratio has changed, you know, hasn't it? Ten liters a second a person. No, no the ratio hasn't okay. changed. No, the the rule the change that happened with regards to apartments right. that came in where it used to be that you had, uh, well, no, the, the standard is always clear. And this, for some reason, it's been confused. I don't know how or why, where if you look at 1668, it, for a residential application or commercial, you require exhaust for a, a shower, a kitchen, like a, a, yeah. a kitchen cooktop or a dryer. Yeah. When you read 1668, it says you need a suitable form of makeup air for that right. exhaust. All right. There's a, another <laughs> write-up in the NCC which talks about the five percent rule of openable windows. Somehow it got contorted and confused know. that oh, if you have an openable window, yep. that that gives you your makeup air. But no, that's not true because if you're in an apartment, it's the middle of winter. You're cooking, you're boiling eggs, or you're you're taking a shower, you're doing the laundry. You're you're not going to go out of your way. Like, oh, I better open the window now. Mm -hmm. You're not going to do mm -hmm. it. The amenity is there so that you have the ability to open your window, just like you have the ability to have natural light from windows. It's an architectural amenity. It's not a mechanical amenity. Okay. So what happened, a lot of these research hoods were put in apartments. And I've seen a few here that just 
where you don't have any makeup there and the fans don't have any, I call them like a Petri dish. If the apartment's closed in, it's a small box with no, no mm. leakage. You have fans running. Mm. They're not pulling any makeup air anywhere. And then you have these research hoods over your, your, your uh, kitchen cooktop. All that moisture is staying yeah. in the building. Yeah. And that's where mold is, is coming from, from that dew point difference between yeah. inside and outside. Yeah. That, that's a big problem. But the, the latest NCC has changed it now. So any kitchen hood in a residential apartment has a minimum 40 liters exhaust. Okay. All right. So, the, the... so you can't have a research hood anymore. So okay. that's what's changed. Uh, they're, they're still getting yeah. better at all this. They're still trying to, there's still a lot to learn from what I can see and what I'm hearing um, on how. Yeah, the designs are still going out without that. There's like a lag in what's known in yeah. the standard versus because the DNC Absolutely. market, <laughs> the engineers, they may not be engineers to know. Yeah. That gets into another yeah. topic, I think. Yeah. We could talk. Um... <laughs> There's so, about that all day. there's so much to um in this the industry itself that needs to be still um exposed and uh, i suppose people just need to talk about it and uh, what you're doing with this is fantastic I, I think more like this needs to happen um yeah so mm. i appreciate it uh, yeah yeah no worries thanks jim do you have a human moment you can think of of, of the last few days you yeah, know we talked um, about that just to bring the fact that we are all human, any f funny moment or anything with your family when you've been locked oh, away? Oh, I'm <laughs> trying to think. Um, oh, we, yeah, okay. We, we had, we had a situation not long ago. Uh, it must, it must have been just start of the lockdown where we started hearing some cat noises up in our ceiling space. Um, and, and so I got up there oh, yeah. and uh, had a look around. Of course, couldn't see anything and. Came back down next that same night, and we start hearing these cat noises again. Uh, next mo next morning, I get back up there, and there's two little baby kittens up in our roof. Um, and these things, four days oh, old, cute. Jeff. Uh, four days old. Their eyes are still closed. Oh, wow. and, um, we didn't know what to do, whether we leave them in there or to take them out, because one of them looked like it wasn't going to make it. And uh, it, you know, if we leave it in there, are we going to find it? Are we going to have problems within the house space itself? And of course, the kids wanted it. So now we've adopted wow. a couple of kittens. One didn't make it, unfortunately. And the mother still, uh, we've found oh, those no. holes up in our uh, roof. So we blocked those up. But um, spending time with the kids at home and having a new kitten. And we've just had recently uh, a new addition to the family, a uh, baby girl. Um, we have, our whole life has changed yeah. recently um, with all this happening uh, and the COVID-19 situation. So it's been... Uh, yeah, it's been oh, good, that's great. good and interesting few months, these months. But it's been nice. To be honest, Jeff, I've really enjoyed having a family at home together. I talked, I'm, I'm the same. I think everyone we talk to, it's, that's, the, uh, that's the benefit. I, I see this as quite a great experience. I know a lot of people mm. have suffered. People have passed, but people pass away mm. all the time. It, there's a mortality rate in the world every day. There's hundreds of thousands born, right. hundreds of thousands yeah, die. Yeah, So... But for me, I loved having the kids here more often. I mm. liked it's, if anything, it, it, it puts less, it puts importance on a focus on what's important in life, which is mm. your family and yourself, your health and wellness. Yeah. And all this stuff we talk about, I, I don't take it as seriously anymore. Like, you know, there's issues everywhere in the world in different mm. industries. You know, we're all trying to improve and, and find better ways. That's just human nature. We're always out trying to mm. improve, which yeah. we will. 
but we don't have to take it so seriously. Just yeah, enjoy I think our family. Yeah, life lesson that people are learning, aren't they? Really, um, you know, it's not yeah. really about what's going on out there, but more what's coming, what's going on within your immediate family around you. You know, mm. definitely. Hmm, that's brilliant. Cool, Jim. Well, thanks a lot for your time. I really appreciate thanks, Jeff. it. I really enjoyed it. I really did. And... I'm looking forward to hearing, um, you know, a lot of your guests come on and speak about all these different topics. There's so much to speak about. So definitely well done. All right. Cool. Thanks all a lot, man. All right. All right, Jeff. Well, have a, right, have a great day. Care, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Business of Buildings podcast. Thanks to Jim for sharing his perspectives on wellness and quality in the mechanical air conditioning industry. I'll share a link to the ALP Active duct product into the Ductus website for those interested to find out more. We look forward to sharing more perspectives and knowledge in future episodes. Stay tuned.